This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 75. Andy and I are back together again, and it is the end of August, which means September is right around the corner, which means we can officially say, well, not officially, but unofficially say that next month we are going to have some NHL hockey. So, uh, Andy, I have to ask you, and it's been a while, but how are you doing, my friend? Reunited, and it feels so good. I'm doing all right, James. Well, yeah, apart from the frog in my throat. No, I'm doing good, man. Uh, it's a little surreal because it felt like it was the longest off season in forever, especially considering the Rangers didn't do much of anything. And everything they did do, they kind of did basically pretty early in the summer uh, with the reality that they didn't have much cap to play with and they had some important players to try to get redone, uh, resigned, most of which got done earlier and then one that lingered into uh, the end of August, but uh, the final re-signing has taken place in Alexi Lafreniere. And uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy to think that literally, you know, in a scant few weeks, we're going to have um, Rangers rookies playing in prospect tournaments and then the start of main camp and then some preseason hockey at the end of September. Uh, so that's pretty crazy. But um, yeah, honestly, it's uh, it was definitely a long enough off season from hockey and uh need that time to most of most of my rangers tenure get the the bad taste out of my mouth so uh but uh yeah it's uh uh soon will be the start of a new season and fresh optimism that can uh you know just to (laughs) can get dashed away over the course of the uh, the following months but um i'm you know i'm getting excited again yeah definitely i think once labor day is done and and has, has come and passed, I will be certainly more excited uh, for New York Rangers hockey. I mean, right now, we all knew it was happening. Uh, it was just, you know, we were waiting for, you know, the, the final number to come out. Uh, we knew exactly what it was probably going to be around. And to no surprise, Lafreniere signs the two-year deal, $2.325 million for the next two years, and he's a restricted free agent in 2526. Um, I, I mean, I guess just out of uh, out of courtesy, I'll ask you whether or not anything about that was shocking. No, not really. I mean, the number is basically what we all thought it would be. There's a there's uh, it's tough because obviously the player know and the agent and the team they all all parties know there's not a lot of money. You don't want to hem and haw too much over to saving as much of that available cap because if it if let's say it does work out and he far does exceed finally has the breakout moment you don't want to have pissed him and his agent off fighting over you know fraction of a you know like a quarter of a mil you know a quarter of a million dollars you know what i mean uh but at the same time um yeah it's it's interesting it took so long but you know you have to wonder if there was is that behind closed doors it's like is that uh waiting for her an offer sheet or fear of an offer sheet or waiting to see what other teams might offer up for 
him and you know so there's a lot of speculation but it, listen he's he's a new york ranger for the next two years unless they decide to trade him so um uh yeah just happy it's finally done and you just have to hope now that him and miller and kako and basically all these young kids and, and Hino, i guess for that matter that have been bridged to death just uh cannot exceed it although obviously the elf in the room you have all that many bridges you can't if they all hit you can't pay them all out so that's what the rangers are gonna have to but that's just just the reality of the situation that they're in and that you know obviously they put themselves in yeah, I I mean, the good thing for us fans is that, that they all hit. We're going to have a very successful year. Um, That's a good, yeah, a good problem to have. Right. And, you know, realistically, even if they don't hit and some hit, we're really going to have trouble signing all of them. So uh, I would imagine um, moves are going to have to be made eventually. Maybe not this current season, but during the offseason, because next year, you know, you're you're going to have to sign certain players. And, you know, there's there's guys that are making a decent amount of coin here that are going to have to um, either, you know, prove their worth and the Rangers have to stick with them or they're, you know, they're going to get shipped off. And I'm talking about players like, you know, Ryan Lindgren and, um, you know, Barkley Goodrow. And, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I th- I'm, I'm going to look it up right here. Starting July 1st, 2024, a guy like Chris Kreider, obviously that's a year away, but, um, you know, during next off season, he, you know, player submits a 15, no trade list. So again, you know, there are options at the end of this year for some of the players that are making, you know, a decent amount of money. Um, you know, again, I, you can't predict anything with this team because, you know, you know, two years ago, you you didn't think they were going to do, you know, crap, and they made it to the Eastern Conference Final. This year, you're like, this team has everything that you could possibly need to get to the, the Stanley Cup Final, and they just, you know, were spinning their tires in mud, it felt like, all season, and when they got to the playoffs, they were just overwhelmed by a, a much faster Devils team. So, again, uh, you know, realistically, Andy, not all these players are probably going to hit um, we're gonna, we're gonna have to make some bigger moves, but looking at the roster right now, and, you know, before we get into another topic we can talk about, which was what we saw on NHL trade rumors, but, you know, are you happy with the makeup of this team right now? I mean, I, I I'm okay with it. I feel like we're missing some pieces, but I am okay to start the season this way. I don't know about you. Yeah. I mean, Again, it's I I don't really have too many issues with what Chris Drury did in the offseason. It's not like basically they basically had no money to do anything. So they just found some pluggable holes. Obviously, the Blake Wheeler signing is the one that I really think has a potential to be because at the money he's making, he doesn't have to produce much to to be a slam dunk of a contract. You know what I mean? Like he just has right. to, even if he pr- produces that, um, you know, I mean, he's not going to get the featured ice time he got. Well, I say that who knows, but you know, he is a veteran and all that, but I mean, you know, last what, uh, last season with, uh, Winnipeg, he, he had 55 points in 72 games. So at hit the money he's making, on a, on a team that wasn't all that good. So even if he puts up 
you know, I don't know, half of that for the amount of money he's making. It's just like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? But I think he should put up more than, you know, if he puts up 30 points and, you know, pots uh, 10 to 15 goals, I mean, that's fine with me. Because, again, he's just not going to get featured the way he and just he's not, you know, he's not he's not the the former captain, the the former, you know, he's basically not. He just doesn't have the same ties like he had entrenched himself in Winnipeg. So, but yeah, I mean, that can be, end up being a nice piece of business. You know what I mean? But obviously, uh, there are questions about his age. There's questions about his foot speed. And will it, he be a liable, the team be a liability when he's on the ice? Um, you know what I mean? So, but uh, yeah, I mean, at the same time, he it, that can be a steal for the Rangers. I mean, I really don't have too much expectation for Nick Bonino and Tyler Pitlick and Alex Belzeal and all these other people that'll be uh, kind of fighting for spots lower in the the lineup. Um, I think Eric Gustafson is the kind of the intriguing piece. I've always kind of liked his game. The Rangers definitely have lacked a competent puck mover. So he brings that um, to the the bottom, you know, the the, the third pairing. If that's where, if he's going to play with Schneider, um, which I 100% expect, I don't see Zach Jones beating him out, unfortunately. But you know, just having yet a, another competent puck mover on the back end is something the Rangers desperately needs. Because so as long as you have Fox eating minutes, Keandre improving his ability to use his legs to move the puck out of his own end and keeps blossoming and you know offensively and Gustafson doing the doing his thing to allow Schneider to just kind of be play a more simple game it's uh yeah there's a there's a a recipe for success there you know what I mean it's just it's not overwhelmingly like last year at one point when you're like wow look at the Rangers they're they're stacked you know what I mean but um yeah it's uh not 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 too shabby by any means yeah and, and you know you look at the lineup and, you know, you, you, let's just talk about the defense real quick since you, you were kind of touching on them. The I, I don't get this year. This year, I hope, you know, LaViolette will platoon some of these guys. I don't need Adam Fox to be playing 82 games. I don't need Lindgren to be playing 82 games. I don't really honestly need, you know, Keandre Miller and Truba to be playing 82 games. Uh, you know, I, I want to see Jones, you know, there's no reason this, you can't slot you know, Schneider up where, you know, you know, Foxes or, or Lindgren is and, and, and just like, and ride it out with, with that, you know, you know, a a jumbled up D pairing for a game or two throughout the season. I mean, injuries happen. Uh, Lindgren has the injury bug. I mean, he plays through everything, but how nice would it be to just go into the playoffs with a complete and healthy, competent decor where you can trust, you know, in everybody's ability to play the game at a hundred percent and, you know, not feel like, well, we had to ride these players to get into the playoffs or, you know, we couldn't, you know, rest any guys because, you know, we were crunched up against the cap. So we couldn't call anybody up. Like it'd be nice to have like a good solid momentum that last month where, you know, some of the younger guys got a, you know, uh, a few more minutes in playing time and some of our older veteran guys, and you can say the same about the forwards too, but you know more so. I think that it's more important for the D pairing um, because at least with you know the, the forwards, you can at least you know kind of you know restrict minutes. They don't have to play all twenty. You can really kind of roll four lines, especially in, if you're in a position where you have the um, 
you know, uh, the division, one of the slots in the division locked up and you kind of know your opponent. So, yeah, I, I just, I mean, do you think that's something that we might see knowing that, you know, a coach like Laviolette has been to multiple Stanley Cup finals with multiple different teams? Uh, he clearly understands uh, and, and can read a locker room. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, that's one of the things that really bothered me at the end of last year. So you think that gets straightened out a little bit? Uh, I mean, I'd hope so. It's it's tough because, I mean, it's one of those things. Where, honestly, when I, I've been trying to predict how, uh, based on his previous tenures and stops and head coaching uh, gigs, how he would approach allotting playing time and ice time and, and, and what hands he'd be riding with this Rangers team. And it's kind of hard because I feel like it seems as if the mandate from Chris Drury is like, all right, we need to be – we, we gave it another kick and it wasn't really going. It's clear that unless we, I think at, at this point it is it's very clear that unless you get the kids going, this team is not going to do anything. So you would imagine that that means that's where he would focus his attention or, or, or at least maybe focus his, uh, uh, how he brings this team along with that in mind as the end goal. But that being said, you know, he has some familiarity with, Gustafson from, you know, just for example, just for an example, he's got some familiarity with uh, um, Gustafson from Washington. He's going to he all coaches love their vets. Uh, you know what I mean? You know, who knows? Maybe Blake Wheeler ends up playing on uh, the first power play or something fucked up like that. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just it's I don't really know how he's going to approach it. If I'm being honest, it's I would like to think that it's going to be the best person for the job, regardless of uh, age or uh, you know, experience, but at the same time, I, I just, I don't really know if I, in my heart of hearts, if I believe that that's the way it's going to shake out. Well, then let me ask you another question. Uh, where obviously we have a lot of depth on the left-hand side. Do you think that there's a chance that Lafreniere gets forced to play the right wing and we, to knock Wheeler down? Cause looking at our depth chart right now, I mean, I, I haven't seen anything, um, so I might have missed something either, you know, Vince might have posted or something, but like what our current lineup would look like. And right now you have, you know, uh, Mika Kreider and Kako, then Trotrek, Panarin and Wheeler, and then Hedo Lafreniere and Goudreau, and then Benino, VC and Pitlick right now uh, for the bottom, you know, the bottom line. I, I, I mean, the biggest question mark is what, what is Wheeler going to bring you on the second line? Or would you want Lafreniere to get pushed up and, and play more minutes? And I know it's out of his position, but he's also playing with better players. And, you know, you're taking another, you know, crack at, you know, him developing some sort of chemistry with Panarin and Trocek. So I want your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, they obviously tried it in little stints of Lafreniere playing on his, uh, uh, you know, switching sides and it, 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 to, to mixed to underwhelming results. But, um, you know, I, I feel like at times there were some games where, uh, especially moving to the right side, you know, with Panarin, that, you know, him, um, Trocek and Panarin seem to have something going sometimes, but it wasn't every game, obviously, and it didn't last long because uh, Gallant kept having to go back to the kid line just for comfort. Um, cause they all seem to just perform their best there, but, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the problem. It's like, 
it obviously solves a lot of problems if if he could do that successfully because then you can slot Wheeler in his keep him in his natural position but take his taking his age and foot speed into account just not over yeah just basically limit his minutes and to keep him as most effective and say look you're a big body so when you're out there you can you know conserve your energy and use you know because to get as much of those old legs as you can you know what i mean so uh and i assume you know obviously it's going to be i as much as i would love heedle to break out and take over that second line center spot hell i would love heedle to take over the first line center spot if he's able to but um you know i think you can't really argue against the Trocheck and Panarin pairing. They were effective last year. And I think Trocheck had a good season for the Rangers based on how much he's getting paid. He basically put up the same numbers as Strom, but was clearly a lot more effective in other areas of the game. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, so he would most likely remain on the third line. And then, you know, Jimmy VC has really become a... Yeah, it's weird. It's like VC is another, although he's tech, tech, you know, he's a bottom six guy, but it's like he kind of seems like he could be a good third liner. You know, you just, he's got enough skill to pot it. You know, he's got middle six skill, maybe not middle six production, but he's also defensively responsible and, and was really great for them last year. So he's another guy who him and Wheeler could be fighting it out for a spot on that uh, right side. I don't know if, if VC is comfortable switching, although I think he did play left wing in his rookie year, right? With Stepan. Maybe I'm making that up, uh, but because um, I feel like VC has switched sides a lot in his career. I could be making this up. Well, I feel like last year they had him on both sides. Yeah, and I think because they because he was work. playing because he remember he jumped up to the first line and was playing on the right hand side. With yeah, Mika. I definitely remember playing at, at the right hand side, especially you know for a while he was playing with uh, Trocheck and Panarin, and obviously Panarin was on the left, so he was on the right. But I do think VC can play either side. So. Um, but I, and I think at this point in his career, he's not saying no at oh, all. No, no, he's so. not. I mean, he's he's happy to have found a a little bit more juice, and and he's clearly he's just one of those things where he's more comfortable with the Rangers than everyone else. His performances seem to be just better here in New York than anywhere else. Um, sometimes it's just the way it is. Um, but he's obviously a different player than the one that left all those years ago. So, man, time flies. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, but to your original point, yeah, I mean, it would solve a lot of problems if Lafreniere could figure out playing on his offhand, and maybe he can. But at the same time, it's like, again, it's at the end of the day, it's, it's matchups and ice time. And if you want to give the Heedle, uh, if, if they want to roll those top three lines equally and not worry so much about ice time, then... Or even hell, if you're gonna, you know, maybe try to be more sparing with the the, the top two lines, just because they're gonna get so much power play time, um, then it shouldn't really matter. You know what I mean? It's just obviously it becomes a personal thing because you know, hopefully, if Heedle takes a step forward and Lafreniere is playing with him, that's a quality center to be playing with. You know what I mean? It's just, are you gonna stick then? Blake, you know, if he stays on his left, you know, Blake Wheeler on his opposite line might hinder hinder that line, or even VC, who, again, we were just singing his praises, but you know, Jimmy VC at the end of the day is not as offensively talented as the other two. But um, I don't know. I, I it would solve a lot of problems, but 
for some reason, I just see Heedle and Lafreniere kind of running it out. At least they're at least they're going to start on the third line. So we'll see where it goes from there. Even if you're not going on vacation, summer's all about a vacation state of mind. Whether I want to listen to my favorite songs of the summer on repeat or just need to retreat inside of my own head for a bit, I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer. Sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or stay calm with some guided meditation. But no matter what I'm doing, the best way to do it is with Raycon wireless earbuds. They have tap functions between three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, and awareness mode. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really, really long time. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit, and they start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Create your own soundtrack this summer with Raycon. Right now, listeners can get a 15% off of their Raycon order at buyraycon.com THPN. That's buyraycon.com THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com THPN. College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast, and the only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. In Connecticut, help is available for a gambling problem by calling 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Yeah, I, I, again, I mean, it, it's just so hard. Again, I, I look at this team, I look up and down the lineup, and I, I just don't see a team that would be able to, you know, put enough, you know, a- a- energy and speed and um, discipline. And this is where coaching really comes in, because I think that's what's going to have to put us over the top. I don't think you can expect um, players to change who they are, uh, especially when it comes to performances in the playoffs. And, um, you know, I think the good thing about this year's team to just to be positive here is that, I mean, you added, you know, I think. Uh, Nick Benino, who is a guy that's been, you know, through the gauntlet, through the playoffs, um, been through the ups and downs. Uh, I think, you know, he's an important cog on this team if they're going to keep going. Uh, and, you know, again, Wheeler is a certain veteran, but let's face it, Winnipeg have been losers this whole 
you know, this whole time, you know, with him, with him at the helm, um, and the pieces that he's had around him, um, which, you know, leads me into this segue, Andy, is that the New York Rangers and the Winnipeg Jets are reportedly working on a trade through, and this is according to NHL trade rumor. And I'll just read the trade right now is center Mark Shifley and I don't even know how Heinola Billy Hanola Hanola yeah that's a tough one for me it's okay. Billy Hanola hey uh, Nola hey hey Nola yeah. hey Nola okay hey Macarena hey, you know hey Nola hey Nola uh, <laughs> you got Filipino and Braid uh, going to Winnipeg you would have Filipino and Braden Schneider. Uh, your thoughts because this is i mean this uh, first listen folks this is a thought experiment because obviously uh nhl trade rumors is not a credible uh nhl insider it's not like dan rosen or someone else has reported this or they're hearing something or frank severali you know what i mean this is not you know uh incarcerated bob or any of those other people anyway this is just a you know people claim to have sources and whether they do or don't is remains to be seen. So at the this is in the very least this is a thought experiment. Uh, uh, yeah. So yes. So you're saying Winnipeg and the Rangers, I guess, in a we need to win now mode. So we're going to trade Filipino and Brain Schneider for Mark Shifley and Vili Hanola, which is in a lot of ways seems like you're basically paying for Shifley. Hanola becomes uh, a throw in because. You know, uh, the Rangers give up two quality young players for a player who's 30 and then a guy who can, if they put it together, can be a, a solid, you know, uh, hopefully be a solid uh, second or third pairing defenseman. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I don't like it. I'll say that. I mean, I think Shifley, the Rangers already have a player like Mark Shifley at home. They have a better version of Mark Shifley at home in Mika Zibanejad. I feel like Mark Shifley... Um, for all of his strengths, I just defensively, the guy's a mess. You know what I mean? I just, I've yeah. never been impressed with his two way play. Um, obviously he's had some pretty, pretty good seasons offensively. Um, you know, I'm going to pull up his, his stats just for the last few seasons, just out of curiosity. I mean, you know, he had 68 points in 81 games and again, not a, not a great Winnipeg Jets team. Um, yeah, well, the Winnipeg Jets team last year failed to do anything positive except for goaltending. Yeah, but, you know, at the same time, you know, yeah, his listen, Shifley's career high is is 84 points in a, in a full season. He played all 82 games in, in 2018-19. He's 30 now, and since then, it's 84 points, 73 points, 63 points, 70 points. You know, he did have 70 points in 67 games. Not is not bad. You know what I mean? But. Uh, again, basically he's a, you can say at this point in his career, he's probably, you know, in 68 last year, um, he's probably a, a 65 to 80 point player, which is good, but that's also on a team where he's the number one, you know, he's essentially, uh, yeah, he's essentially the number one center. You know what I mean? So when he coming to this team, he wouldn't be that. So you're, I mean, it's it's it reeks of a win if it's true, which I don't believe it is, but it, it re would reek of a win now move and it would be short sighted. I mean, just the cap implications alone 
I don't understand how that works. You know, right. what I don't, again, another reason why I think this is bullshit, but that, but it's still a good thought experiment. But um, at the end of the day, I think, well, one, I think unless it's known, he only wants to go to uh, eventually go to Winnipeg. Wait, did, did PLD get traded yet? Uh, yeah. Isn't he on? Um, uh, hold on. I'll look it up right now. This is bad that I don't know. Oh, he's yeah. He's for the he's playing. He got traded to the Kings. I forgot about that. Right. Yes. All right. So never mind. So that was the only player I heard the Rangers had interest in, but a while ago. So he's you know, uh, I I just don't. This team is not a Mark Shifley away from winning a cup. You know what I mean? I just think it just it just doesn't make sense. I think even Chris Drury would if if let's say the ownership was clamoring for something like that. Well, that's the other thing. It's like. There's all this talk about James Dolan wants to win now, or James Dolan is like pressuring the you know Chris Drury to like get like Mark Shifley. It's like James Dolan probably can't name every team in the National Hockey League. Yeah, he doesn't know who he does not know who Mark Shifley is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so, I don't. You read these things sometimes, and you're like, where do these people get this? And you know, what are they? You know, whatever. But that being said, it's yeah. I just. I, I think it's Shifley is the exactly the type of player this team doesn't need. It's he's like another, yeah, he can do things offensively, but type player. They have that. You know what I mean? They have that. Panarin's amazing offensively. He's one of the best passers in the world, but he's a little underwhelming in the playoffs. And uh, we're questioning if he's now starting to decline at some point. Um, Mika Zibanejad is can pot can get really hot and pot a lot of goals, but he kind of usually gets crushed in number one, you know, in, in matchups. And just because he can like tread water, people think he's a, a better defensive player than he is, but he's, he's basically a great finisher. And he's like, eh, you know, meh in every other area. You know what I mean? But luckily he's got Kreider to help him out a lot on that line. And I feel like Shifley's that player. He's like kind of like a, an empty calorie guy. You know what I mean? So the Rangers don't need another that, you know, I, I mean, if Nick Ehlers, on the other hand, if they want to give the Rangers Nick Ehlers, I'll take him all day, every day. But obviously, they're not going to do that. But um, uh, yeah, I, I think this is a nothing burger of a trade. Um, obviously, I'm not I don't think I'm as high on Braden Schneider as a lot of Rangers fans are. But even I understand how important it is to have a player, young player who can be locked up and can hold down that spot and hopefully get get a little bit better. You know what I mean? So. He's too valuable, I think. And yeah, and he plays on the, the right side. Plays on the right side, and he's like baby Truba. He's he's he hasn't come into that game because you know he basically played like Truba in the in the Western Hockey League uh, with all the with the Brandon Wheat Kings when you know with his hitting style and his ability to close guys off cleanly. You know, the few times he's we've seen him drop the gloves, like you just need a you need guys like that. You know what I mean? So he's too valuable to to let go. So um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be too happy with that trade. Yeah. All right. I'm glad. I'm glad you feel that way too. I mean, I, obviously, I think most Ranger fans would be upset with that. Uh, I mean, listen, Andy. I, I, again, I do think trades will happen. I do think players will eventually get moved, um, which is why you can't always. You know, I'm happy going into the season the way we are. I, I want to see what we have. I want to see what players step up. I want to go through the month of October or November and, and December and let's 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 get to the new year 
Let's see what this team really is made of. And then, you know, once, you know, the holiday season is over and you're in the grind of January, that's when you decide, you know, where do we trim the fat? Where can we get better? You know, what do we need? Uh, What's the injury status of some of our players? You know, there's so many questions and so many things that you have to look into throughout the course of a season leading up to a trade deadline. Um, But, you know, this is what the roster is. Uh, Everybody is signed. Uh, No surprises. I think our bottom six is I'm more confident in our bottom six this year than last year. Uh, Again, the question marks are going to be, is our Temi Panarin? And like people are forgetting. And I forgot too. I was reminded by a picture he posted online. Panarin has a shaved head. As far as I'm concerned, (laughs) that's equivalent to like a new player. That's someone who's like time to shed the old player, the old me, you know, that's Vaughn coming from the bullpen, you know, with the glasses and the haircut and wild thing playing in the background. You know, that's how I take that. So I, I could be wrong and it could, you know, uh, this could be an egg on my face, but I'm not going to knock Panarin as much this year. Um, the, you know, because he's got the shaved head. It's a new, new hint, new version of Panarin that we haven't seen before. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much all I have, Andy, right now. Uh, I, I want to end positive. So what do you have? Do you have anything right now? Um, yeah, happy to see Brian Boucher leaving ESPN and jumping ship to TNT, which is a way better hockey broadcast. I like Brian Boucher a lot. Uh, obviously, leaving, uh, leaving, losing Keith Jones between the benches to take over as the uh, Philadelphia Flyers president of hockey operations or acting, whatever their, his, his title is, uh, left that void. And I think Boucher is excellent between the benches and he's, his talent is wasted on a pretty bad ESPN broadcast. So, uh, I think it's a good get for TNT, which is just better, um, with, uh, Kenny Albert and Eddie Olchek, you know, and Brendan Burke at times. So, uh, yeah, that, that'll be good. I look forward to seeing that. Um, I'm trying to think what else, uh, I was looking at the the preseason schedule for the New York Rangers. I mean, um, well, first of all, I think what the, the Rangers prospects are going to play the Flyers like three, tw- two or three times, I think twice in Philly and then um, once or they're all in Philly, I think. The Rangers uh, really just don't give a shit about their preseason, man, or their, their rookie camp. They're just like, yeah, we'll just scrimmage the out you know flyers prospect i missed the traverse city tournament that they used to to play in i don't know why they put a stop to that did covid destroy that no because it's still traverse city still happens it's just the rangers aren't doing it anymore Hmm. yeah this is weird i just you know i thought that was more of a neutral site you know what i mean but uh yeah no it's like for you know for the for the the preseason obviously the rangers are going to play you know the bruins they're going to play the Islanders are going to play the Devils and, and yeah, those they'll play those three teams basically. Um, and then, which is, uh, I don't know. who's I, there, who, 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 what's their first game of the year? Are they in Buffalo? Yeah, they're on, they start the, the year off on the road at Buffalo at Columbus, their first home, home game. against the coyotes. Yeah. First game, home game, wild game, <laughs> by the way, home Marty, versus the coyotes. I listen when they lose because <laughs> they're going to lose. I I'm going to uh, I'm going to be beside myself. I'm but. telling you right now, Andy, 
I like I like the road trip at the end of the month. I know this is looking way too into this. Yeah, I know. But this I love this is how I, we our brains uh, operate, folks. We're really we're so sorry. I know. We're but, literally already talking looking at their doom and gloom over their preseason schedule. Uh go ahead. No, I always love Western road trips early in the season. If I could, I'd start the season off on a Western you want you want the boys to bond, especially a lot of new faces, new coaching. You know, you want you want the boys to bond. Uh I like that we have a ton of road games. Uh we have only two home games in October, which is fantastic. On the road, get away from the early distractions, take care of business. Honest to God, Andy, I'm I'm looking at this schedule. I don't think the Rangers lose a game in October. I think we start the season off hot. How about that for positivity? Oh my God. Look at what why not? Folks, Buffalo, folks, Columbus, Arizona. Knowing what we know about Nashville. Uh, <laughs> Knowing what we know about uh, the declassified alien, uh, the government uh, talking about declassified aliens, I think I believe a gray, uh, a gray has replaced my co-host. <laughs> Steph, uh, and- if you, Steph, if you can hear this, uh, check to see if there's reptilian skin hanging out from under your husband's shirt because he must be replaced with this amount of positivity that's coming out of his mouth right now. No, I got the. T- I'm taking the tinfoil hat off. We might lose one game. Okay. against the Edmonton. All right, there, okay. I'm glad glad you're still there. Um, All right. Well, but uh, honestly, I mean, listen, man, I I, I love it. What is the uh, this long off season like this off but to recharge your optimism? Uh like I said, it 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 might get dashed away at some point, but it's it can be here now, you know what I mean? Uh yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see. I think the one cool thing about rookie camp in the off season is that you legitimately should have uh some players that have a shot of cracking, surprising and cracking the roster, whether that is Zach Jones or Will Cooley um, or hell, like a Matthew Robertson or just some of the other AHL guys who have had, uh, you know, who, yeah, who had a pretty good end to their season last year and were able to sneak into the playoffs. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. So. Yeah, as we get closer here, James and I will finally start potting more because the Rangers will actually have some news to talk about. So that's that's that in itself is the most positive way it can end is that we will be able to grace your earlobes more often because simply put, there will be more things to talk about. Uh, and what's more exciting than that? Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.